day 168. Welcome back to the Windows and Mirrors podcast. I'm John. And I'm Keith. And remember, this is a podcast where we're trying to show you that the Bible is more like a window than it is a mirror. We come to it to look through it and see God. We don't come to it primarily to look at it and see ourselves. All right, Amos, part two. All right, is like we talked about yesterday. <laughs> remember, Amos is one book. It's one right. long message, right? If you stop halfway through, then it's not going to feel like a very good message, right? We want to <laughs> right, eat the whole meal before we form judgments about the chef, right? So mm-hmm. this is what goes on with the book of Amos. All right, so right now we're in chapter five. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, bro. So, man, like yesterday was so good. And we just saw like, no, no, God don't play, right? <laughs> like God doesn't play with nobody like right. when it comes to injustice specifically right. right and it's 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 uh in the context of the nations and especially in the context of israel and so at the beginning here he's going to have this like lament right? right where amos is lamenting for israel you know she has fallen he says this and then like the city that marches out you know a thousand strong right, right. we only have a hundred left so this judgment that's going to come against the people of God is spoken of in military-like language, right? We've right, seen that right. throughout the Old Testament and how the enemies of God, right, uh, suffered this military defeat, right. but now it's on God's people's head. Right. You see what I'm saying? Yep. And the thing I, I appreciate about Amos, though, is that he's going to offer this plea of repentance. Right. So he's going to say, no, no, seek God, right? Yeah. Seek God and live, seek good, turn to him. Yeah. And so we see that repentance is for Amos is not just about stopping bad deeds. Right. Right. But yep. it's actually about seeking a really good and perfect and right. loving God. So he, he's telling them to stop for sure. Like right. stop quit your injustice, but also seek the true holy and living God. Right. Yeah. 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 And with that, he's saying, yo, like, don't look for some other way out. Right. Don't look mm. for some other way to alleviate your burdens. He's going to say, yo, seek God and live. Yeah. Um, that the way to restoration is through repentance, not to relocation. Right. Mm, so when he's saying, mm. nah, don't seek Bethel or go to Gilgal or journey to Beersheba for Gilgal will certainly go into exile his his thing. It's no, 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 listen, not nah, don't run away from this and try to run to some other place where you don't feel this pain. The only way to find mm. restoration, right, is to seek God. And um, uh, in an unrelated but related way, one of the things you see is at the start of Ruth during the times of the judges, right? Mm. There was a famine in the land and you have this guy, Abimelech, whose name means my God is king. He doesn't fall in line with what is going on in judges and repent and seeks God and lives. But instead what he does is he goes to Moab. He relocates and he tries to look for an alleviation for his hard times Mm. in relocation and not in repentance. And he still feels the brunt of it. So here God's saying, no, 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 seek, no, no, seek God and live. And in verse 14, he's going to say, no, seek good and live, Mm -hmm. right? So it's like, yo, even this seeking of God is this doing of good, right? That it is not Mm -hmm. just this apology. It is this heartfelt repentance where our actions begin to line up with our words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's excellent too, man. Yeah. And there's even the con- context of like, oh, you've done these evil things. There's this opportunity to correct it, right? right. So he's like, yo, 
the famous uh, Amos five twenty four, like let justice flow like water right, and right. righteousness like an unfailing right. stream. Um, and, you know, th- those two concepts are going to just go together all throughout the prophets, right? right? Justice and righteousness. And in this context, it has this, yeah, we mentioned it last time, like this judicial system, this kind of context, like pro- protecting the weak and vulnerable in society before the courts right. and things like that. But also like this personal dealings with with people, right? right. We should uh, have that posture. And then the righteousness, right? This right. doing right in the sight of God, yep. this equity and equality for God's people generally. And these things are like related, right? right. So justice and righteousness are just going to go together uh, in this chapter. And so Amos is pulling that out here at the end of the chapter as well. Right. Six comes and he's like, you know, I love this. He's like, yo, woe to those who are at ease in Zion. So he's right. going to weave in and out like uh-huh. judgment, hope, judgment, hope, restoration. Right. Right. Ah, you right. repent. Right. I'm going to commit your head this time. And then, you know, he's right. gonna weave in and out of it. Um, but in six, he's just getting at this complacency, right? Right. So this complacency in God's people where he's like, yo, fam, like some of y'all just think it's all good. Right. And, and that, that's that's not it. Y'all oh, just right. got your feet kicked up. People are being oppressed and injustice is going on. Feet is kicked up. Y'all drinking wine at the crib. Right. He's like, no, that's like, that's not like, that's, that's prideful. Right. right. So he's going to talk about this pride that comes and how subtle it is. Uh, among God's people. Yeah. And that, right, God just doesn't have a problem with injustice. God yeah. has a problem with indifference to injustice. Oh, that's good. Because bro. that indifference to injustice allows injustice to perpetuate and to grow mm. stronger, right? You know, mm. you know, I got these uh, plants in my crib now, right? Yeah, got it when we redesigned our office. And it's, uh, yeah, I love plants now. I care mm. about plants. <laughs> One of the plants that I had, bro, it was, uh, I didn't water it. And I'd be back mm. here and I'd kick my feet up and you realize, oh, no, no, listen, it doesn't matter what you say, how much you say that you care about a plant. Um, mm. You don't have to actively do anything wrong to a plant for the plant to die. All That's you have good. to do for the plant to die and to wilt is to neglect it and see it and say, ah, man, I really should get around to this, Uh, but busy yourself with some other stuff, right? And this is what Mm -hmm. takes place. God's like, no, 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 no. Your neglect of the responsibility that's right in front of you. Y'all are seeing image bearers wilt away under the heat Mm -hmm. of oppression and y'all are doing nothing. God's like, and I'm not cool with that. Yep. And it's like, you know, one of the things that uh, the prophets do and Amos does here is um, he, they're going to show that God's word is meant to afflict the comfortable yeah. and comfort the afflicted. Right, right, right. right so right. if the people who are comfortable with the injustice, it's meant to shake them up and mm-hmm. wake them up. Like, yo, mm-hmm. like God is displeased. But those who are being uh, oppressed and the victims of injustice, they're, they're to be comforted by this word that right. God is going to make things right yep. on their behalf. Yep. And so, uh, yeah, that, that's, that stuck out to me in uh, chapter six for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Seven, seven, bro. We get these visions that symbolize like God's judgment coming. And you see like the one with the locust and then the uh, fire where it says the Lord relented concerning this. Right. And then in the third one, it doesn't say the Lord relented. No. And so what many have said is like, yo, um, the first two visions came to Amos before, right? Right. Like uh, initially. Right. And God's people didn't repent. Right. Right. 
So it's like you, you see the progression of, all right, like God giving his people like a moment and chance to respond. And I've said this before, like God always like gives us a warning, right? Yeah. Before the wrath, right? Yeah. Like you see that from all the way from Moses, <laughs> all the way through the prophets, like they're going to warn them. And even in second, uh, first and second Kings, it's like, no, no, I warned them time and time throughout the prophet with the prophets. <laughs> and then they just, they were next out, man. Like, what God, I'm like, yeah, guys like, yo, do, yo, guys like when I want to judge, I just judge people. When <laughs> right. I want to show mercy, man, I warn them about the judgment so that they'll turn. But yeah. if I warn them and they don't turn, fam, my hands are like, I told y'all so that y'all could get away and y'all don't want to get away. Yeah. And I'm a God of my word. Yep. Yep. And it's like, yeah, the mercy of God. Mm. Listen, the mercy of God was met with unrepentance. Right. (laughs) So, 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 so Yahweh is like, yo, Lord's like, yo, man, this judgment is sure, right? You can take it to the bank. So eight, he comes, he's like, yo, Israel's like this summer fruit, right? That is ripe and ready for judgment. And one of the things he's going to bring up, man, is this day of the Lord. Right. So it's like the day of the Lord is coming. So in the prophets, the day of the Lord, bro, the day of the Lord is this subtle and impending like judgment that comes on the wicked. Right. But it's also this day where God shows up and bring his salvation for the righteous. Right. And in the prophets, do you know what happens? <laughs> they're like, yo, no, yeah. no, because they're like, yo, the day of the Lord is coming. Can't wait for the day of the Lord for yeah, God yeah, to judge the, the, the Lord. And then it's like, no, 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 it's against you. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But, God say, no, 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 listen, I'm actually going to come against y'all. Mm, yeah. Mm. And it's amazing too, bro, that the day of the Lord yeah. is associated with darkness yeah. in the prophets. Yeah. So, so what's amazing, this is why the Bible's so hard. Yeah. When the Lord Jesus dies on the cross, you know yeah. what happens? Mm. The whole land gets dark. The right, 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 right. So, so, so the, 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 again, the Bible, the, the gospel writers assume you already know the Bible. Right. He's like, yo, the whole land got dark. Uh-huh. So in their minds, it's like, oh, no, no, this is the day of the, the Lord. This right. is when the curse has come. And so the, the, the surprising twist of history right. is that God is, is infinitely kind and compassionate, so much so that the day of the Lord comes and the only person who lived perfectly righteous, who never committed any injustice in the history of time, the Lord Jesus takes the curse, right? He takes the place of the wicked and we receive the righteousness of salvation by faith. And so it's just like this reversal that you see that the prophets uh, prophesy here um, and it comes to fulfillment in the Lord Jesus. I love it. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, yeah. Um, one of the I'm going dope. right to the end. So, yeah, um, one, I mean, if one, you, yeah. One of the things that was dope too is um, he talks about this famine. So in yeah. uh, 8.11, he's like, look, the days are coming. This is the declaration of the Lord God. When I will send a famine. Now, now, mind you, pause. Famine in Deuteronomy right. means a literal famine. Like that's one of right. like, the main things for the curse, a sword, famine, plague, right? right. Plague like Egypt, sword meaning enemies uh, and famine meaning no crops and fruitfulness of the land, which is originally the blessing, right? Right. But here he says, a famine throughout the land, not a famine of bread or thirst of water, uh, but of but of hearing the words of the Lord. Mm. I was like, man, that's just a very interesting concept. And in scripture, like, you know, even Deuteronomy, right? We man are living bread alone, but every word that comes from the mouth of God. Right. He's saying, yo, there will be a time because of your hard heartedness and sinfulness and unrepentance yeah. that um, you know, the spiritual nourishment of the word we will be inaccessible to the Lord's people. Right. And in the same way, we can't live without 
the sustenance of actual food, mm. God is saying, no, 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 I'm going to cut off the spiritual sustenance that you actually need for the thriving of yourselves because right. of your hard-hearted, unrepentant mm. hearts. So it's just, it's just like amazing uh, picture of what's needed by God's people, uh, but what's what happens when God's people um, continually meet, come back to the Lord with just unrepentance, right? Unrepentance towards His uh, mercy. Yeah, yeah, bro. Chapter nine goes on and continues and as our time starts to run here short yep, one of the yep. things that i do want to say is this like we said yesterday right god's words of judgment are final right so god's like no this is a wrap it's absolutely going to take place over and over through through the book he's going to go on and say no the lord your god has spoken the lord has spoken the lord has spoken this is the lord's declaration right god's words on justice are final uh but god's justice isn't his final word right so i love okay. that the book ends with God saying, yo, this devastation is going to be reversed, right? In 11 to 15, what takes place, God says, look, in that day, and look at what God will say about him and the verbs that he'll use. Look, mm. I will restore, I will repair. Look, the days are coming when the plowman will overtake the reaper, the one who treads grapes, the sower of seed, the mountain will drip. I will restore the fortunes. They will rebuild and occupy God's name. I will plant them on their land. I will this. And so at the end of this book, we see this small glimmer of hope where God's saying, no, no, listen, judgment is coming and it is a wrap. Mm -hmm. But I think the good news uh, is that God said that he's going to plant his people in the land. And after he plants them in the land, God's going to be the one to guarantee their long-term stability, right? How? Um, Amos was a shepherd that was called to be a prophet. Mm. Uh, but God's going to do this by sending another shepherd into the world, right? The mm. Lord Jesus who comes in and he claims to be the good shepherd and he was called to be a prophet as well mm. as the sacrifice right to face mm. the death and destruction that was to come like you said to the people of god for their disobedience but jesus rose and came back to be the agent of restoration mm. and new life to guarantee that the people of god remain in their position as obedient children by sending mm. his spirit to ensure Right, that they don't fall off of the trail like they did in the past. And you just see mm. the goodness of God in a message that starts off, right, with God mm. saying, Yo, I'm I'm gonna take the gloves off uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in wrath, but it's like, yo, the good thing is, man, but God took the gloves off, not just for wrath, but so that we could feel the warm embrace of his fingertips, man. Yeah. And it's the like you said, man, it's the fallen. Uh, shelter or tent of David, mm -hmm. and um, they're they're waiting on this Davidic king, this Davidic Messiah. Now, one of the things I wanted to point out, bro, yeah. was at the end he says the mountains will drip with sweet wine. Right. So he speaks of remember creation. He's like, yo, it's a famine's coming, destruction right. of the land. So you see a reversal of that, right? Yep. Uh, the blessings in scripture are a reversal of the curse. So if the ultimate curse is death, life, right? So right. so um, what he does here though is he speaks of creation in this escalated state. Yeah. So in other words, this Davidic Messiah yeah. is going to bring a new creation. Right. Now, now he says, bro, he says the mountains will drip with sweet wine. Yeah. Pointing to, right, how Jesus talks about the end of time will have this, yeah. this banquet with wine, all this kind of stuff. But you know what the gospel of John does, bro? Huh. 
the gospel of John's whole purpose is like, yo, this is written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ right. and may have life his name, that you'll believe he's the Messiah. So guess what? The first miracle Jesus does, he comes out the gate. Turns water turns, into water. Turns water into water. Right. So they should have known, like, oh, snap. Yeah. It was not. <laughs> right. right. The, the new creation is here. Right. right. And so Jesus is the one who rebuilds, who brings this new creation, who, who restores his people beyond a way, like beyond anyone's imagination in an unexpected way. Listen, the, the end of history, fam, does not, it's not about uh, Jesus is going to come and judge the living and the dead. Yeah. Best believe it. But that's not how history actually ends. History ends with the new creation coming Amen. in and God restoring his people Amen. Uh, and loving on us forever. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Let's pray. Father, we ask for your grace, mercy, and kindness. We pray that we would uh, remember that um, even though, as John has said, uh, your judgment is final, it is not your final word. We pray that we would look forward to the new creation, the restoration of all things, God, and we will dwell with you uh, uh, forever uh, in love and in grace. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.